The following program is underwritten by... It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. That's why Dr. Roger Mugford from the Company of Animals created the Pet Corrector, which allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like barking with a simple... Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thank you, big guy. We are getting in the mood for Halloween around here. And in fact, the, the Halloween pumpkin is actually starting to carve itself, it looks like, I think. <laughs> it, I, that's not a good thing. Is it carve or caving? Yeah. yeah maybe that's rotting. what is happening. We should probably get into yeah. that puppy before it rots away here. But I noticed you're going to be doing the uh, Chihuahua ladybug stencil once again this year. I like for the doing that. Pumpkins. I think that looks so cool. Uh, that, it is a cool little... And you can get that free, by the way, over at our website if you want a Chihuahua stencil for your uh, pumpkin. Uh, but uh, you're in the mood today. You booked a couple of guests that are Halloween Yes, I oriented. get in the mood. Well, we're two weeks away still, but I guess one of them is kind of important because you want to order your costumes early. Yes. And this guy makes pet costumes. Don't tell my wife. Oh, she she's all over that, huh? She'd buy a hundred of them. I, well, you have a closet full of them, don't you? Yeah, but they're already worn, Hal. You can't. It's, I got to tell you, they ones. wear them once, and then that's it, and they go into a into a like a bin that we have, and it's full to the top. <laughs> if you dress up your animals, I'd love to hear from you today. And in fact, if you can send us pictures that we yeah. can put up on the Facebook page, even better. What pictures? We'd Lots of it. pictures. The other Halloween-oriented guest today is a bat guy, an actual Batman. Well, he's not a Batman. He. He deals with bats. Batman. Uh, he deals with all kinds of bats. He's written a book called The Secret Lives of Bats. He's hung around bats long enough to find out they have secret lives, and he's put them inside a book for you. There's lots of Hung pictures. around bats. Did you really say that? See, I, even bats have skeletons <laughs> in their closet, huh? That was a good one, Hal. See, he's going to tell us how much we should like bats, because we're all scared of bats. We're all like, ooh. That's what we do We whenever we hear about bats. But they actually are very misunderstood, and they help us uh, with everything. We'll find out more details on the way with him. I'm not going to have a pet bat, though. I'll tell you that right now. That's where I draw the line. Nope. Pet monkey, maybe, but no bats. No bats. Miss Lori Brooks, I know. I, I didn't tell you that I was going to ask for a, a tease of what's coming up in the news, but would you grace us with your presence? Tell us something that's coming up in this first hour here. Um, all right. And I feel bad about that. I should have at no, least no, given no, you no, some no, kind no. of habit. That's okay, because I, I've been—I've been actually—I've been—if you've heard me giggling in the background, um, there's a, a cat on Facebook, and his owner has called him Klepto Kitty. But the reason it, that the owner is allowed to call him that, and and the fact that police officers actually urged this man to put his cat on Facebook is really kind of a funny story. I think I've heard, and I'll about share this. it with you. Yeah, yeah. okay. Don't give it away. That's on the way right here. On Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones for your calls right now for Dr. Debbie or Dog Father Joey Villani. Well, hi, Lucy. How are you? Hello. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Los Angeles, Pico Rivera. Okay. I'm very familiar with the area. So tell me, what's going on? How can we help you? Okay, I, I really need your advice. Um, we have a, a boxer, and she's about eight years old, and she's white. She's a very pretty dog. And uh, she's having trouble with the leg, the left back leg, and okay. she's uh, dragging it now. So Ooh. we took her to the doctor, and 
they said that um, she's got, a, I guess, a large cartridge ligament, and she's got arthritis between the bone. Um, okay. the, the leg seems to flop a little, and she drags it sometimes. Hmm. And so they, she's having a hard time sitting down. So anyway, we decided, the doctor decided we could do surgery on her, but she also had a murmur, and then we had to consult a cardiologist, the cardiologist said that her heart was very bad, and mm, if they do okay. the surgery, she might die. And they oh, said, well, goodness. it's up to you if you want to do it, but we don't want to take a chance. I so see. now okay. we're, we're having trouble with the heart, and they're giving her um, Benzapril, so okay. S-O-T-O-L-O-L, and then she's going to have to be taking this other medication, which is V-E-T-M-E-D-I-N. Okay. And um, that one, we had a hard time getting it. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's very expensive. So we, w- yeah. my niece went through the Internet, and she's going to be able to get it for us for less money. Uh, but uh, now we don't know what to do with her leg. She, we have mm-hmm. to lift her going down the steps, but she can walk. and She, she just has a hard time, like, going to the bathroom because she has to sit. Oh, or Neil, no. you know, which she has to do poop. And she's okay. having trouble with that. And um, I don't know. We don't know what to do with the leg. You know, okay. they're not so, giving us any options. Is Do we put a brace on her? Or what, what do we do? Okay, so I want to get the specific diagnosis, what they think she has. Did they okay. mention that she has a cruciate ligament injury? Or do, well, are they worried about something a, spine? I understood. I uh, the x-rays look kind of bad. Okay, it's a large cartridge ligament. Okay. Uh, I th- yeah, I think you may be describing a cruciate ligament injury, which is uh, a very, um, it's one of the main stabilizer uh, ligaments in the knee. It isn't typical for a dog to drag their leg, though. They may not use it and they may carry uh-huh. it, but it does bother me that you describe that she's dragging the leg, because th- that to me makes me a little bit more concerned about something neurologic going on, maybe in her spine or in well, the nerves. He, he, the doctor said her hips are fine. They're okay. in good condition. It's okay. just so, leg. We'll, okay, we'll assume that, that this, the diagnosis is a cruciate ligament, which is a very common um, injury in both athletic dogs and couch potato dogs. And basically <laughs> when that ligament becomes damaged, they can't bear weight on the knee and they'll carry it. Um, so there is a corrective surgery, which is recommended if we have a full tear of that ligament is completely ruptured. However, as you are seeing, is that we have to assess the patient, not just the leg. And I would have to say that that is the most important thing anytime we talk about what the best treatment option is. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, backing up, so your dog has a heart murmur, and I'm assuming a, a severe one if we're already on all those well, different cardiac Dr. medicines. Debbie, they, they did an echo and an EKG, mm-hmm. and she has extraventricular contractions, She's got an enlarged yep. heart, and I yep. think she's going into a bundle branch, or she had it, or I, I don't wow. know. Okay, but so yeah, it, 
Your doggy is in a definitely a, a different cardiac category. So there are some dogs that have heart murmurs that um, are benign or that are very um, insignificant when it comes right. to their um, uh, anesthetic uh, options. So for those pets, I wouldn't want them to necessarily, if they've gone through the evaluation mm-hmm. and the cardiologist says, okay, everything's clear, surgery can certainly proceed. In your situation, from what you're describing, I'd have to yeah. agree. I don't think surgery sounds like any direction I would consider going. Okay. But to try to find find something that you can do to help give some strength. One thing that I have used for some mm-hmm. patients that haven't either, maybe the family hasn't pursued surgery or it was an older pet that it just wasn't ideal for their overall health, is right. that of an orthotic, um, a basically a brace, as you say. Um, and yeah, and basically, um, I've worked with a couple different dogs for different reasons. One was for a cruciate ligament rupture in a, a senior mm-hmm. pet. Another was a pet that had an amputation that needed a support brace for the opposing front leg. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, um, it's a pretty precise measurement uh, system. So it's something you have to work with your veterinarian to get the leg mm-hmm. um, molded so that we have proper measurements. Um, but it's basically a, um, a, a kind of a moving cat. So it's not something rigid, something that mm-hmm. your dog would be able to walk in, bend the joints, but it gives support. And sometimes we'll do it just for the affected leg. Other times we'll put it on um, the opposing leg just for, for strength. Right, um, but it is something that I would certainly it, look you at. Know what, um, Dr. Davey? She can, we take her out for a walk. I'm not, we're not taking her for a long walk, me and my husband. We take uh-huh. her for a short walk because he said, don't walk her too, too long. Sure. Too much pressure on that leg. I said, mm-hmm. okay, so we just walk her like maybe half a block back and forth. Perfect, perfect. That's yeah, so I would say, you know, check out, um, it's the one company, there's several out there, but the one I've used um, in my office is called OrthoPets. You can go to orthopets.com. Orthopets.com, okay. Yeah, and there's um, they'll give you some different resources online. Um, there's different videos to see how the pets do with that. There's um, uh, veterinarians that may be listed in your area that um, utilize that or have used mm-hmm. um, that system before and are familiar with it. Um, but it, it, it has been helpful for um, maintaining quality of life. It's not going to you know, fix that knee, but if we're talking about just making your pet more comfortable and getting around, that right. may be a viable option while you're you know, and, taking and like care I of her She can go up the steps good, but going down, it's a problem. We have to lift her and bring her down the steps. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's goodness. just a problem. But uh, other than that, she eats good. She's, you know, um, she has no trouble eating. Walking, it's not too bad. But I don't want to force her to walk too much. Right. No, you want her to take it easy. And also, you know, also just keep in mind, you know, uh, stability on flooring, um, mm-hmm. traction is very important with a pet that's recovering from any kind of orthopedic injury or surgery. So you want to make sure you prevent slipping. And there's and- no way I can just wrap the leg, uh, No, no. You know, the more we just kind of wrap indiscriminately, you can actually cut off blood flow to the leg, um, and it doesn't really allow use and movement of the leg. So you're you're going to get atrophy, which is counterproductive. So we want to maintain use, but just provide a little bit of strength while we're in the healing phase. Okay, so that sounds good. Anything that I can use for her. I'm going to look into that. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Debbie. Oh, my pleasure. And, and best wishes to you, and give that baby a pat on the head. I sure will. <laughs> thank you. She's lucky to have you. I, I... Oh, that was so nice of her. Um, I'm very thankful she gave me advice. I didn't know what to do. Um, and thank you very much. Thanks, Lucy, for listening. We appreciate it. Toll free, one 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. 
Well, this part of Animal Radio is brought to you by Solid Gold Holistic Pet Food. I love these guys. They offer a wide range of holistic dry and wet food for both dogs and cats. Yeah, cats. You'll choose from a variety of grain and gluten-free as well as healthy whole grain options, all with ingredients you can trust. And isn't that the most important thing? There's no meat byproduct meal, corn, wheat, soy, sugar, artificial preservatives, or flavors added. It's just the good stuff for your dogs. Thanks, Solid Gold, for underwriting this healthy helping of Animal Radio. Hi, Teresa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from today? Calling from Montana. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hey, how can I help you today? Well, my cat seems to have a problem. The back of her lower back in her tail is very flaky and scaly, and she just kind of makes a mess, like a dandruff, cat dandruff. Oh, yuck. <laughs> is yeah. she very scratchy with that? Does she bother get bothered by the area? She is bothered by it. She scratches and bites, and I'm not sure what to do about it. Okay. And what kind of kitty is she? Any particular uh, pedigree? Short-haired um, or long-haired? Black and white, um, short hair. Okay, yeah, just a domestic short hair. And yeah. um, is she in healthy weight? She's very healthy. She's about two years old, and other right. than that, she's fine. And so you're calling from Montana, so does she spend mm-hmm. time outdoors, or is she mostly inside? She spends a lot of time outdoors chasing mice. Ah, well, so she's got a job in the household then. She does. <laughs> and is she an original mouser that uh, was from uh, uh, a litter outside, or did you find her from a shelter? No, she we she was given to us when she was about a half grown kitten but she just um where we live is kind of near the forest so she loves to be outdoors and mm-hmm. she's inside too she sleeps in but she plays out all day oh well that's good and uh, what's her name i didn't catch her name name is squeakers squeakers and <laughs> that goes good with the mousing uh, background <laughs> All righty. Well, um, for squeakers, do you have any um, challenges with her hair coat? Does she have any problems getting knots or mats or anything of that nature? No, her she's she does fine. I have to give her a bath every once in a while, but she just because she just is kind of flaky, and that's okay. I don't like it. So, well, yeah, I think I'm well, bothered by it more than she is. <laughs> well, you mentioned it was bothering her. So she's is she scratching at it or trying to excessively groom back there? Yes, she's always yes, she's licking. She's licking her. at that area. Okay, right. all right. Well, there's a lot of different things that we might look at, and some of the first things I'd want to really investigate with her would be um, the potential for parasites. And, you know, fleas and ticks are certainly uh, one avenue we'd want to go down and make sure we're on really good uh, flea control. So um, in your area, I know you probably have some cold uh, winter time, um, but really to pursue that year-round, because if she's going inside and outside, we want to make sure that flea control is taken care of year-round. But there's okay. there's even one other type of parasite that we kind of think of, and particularly when we see dandruff on the kind of the rump area, um, right over where the tail is. 
And there's a type of mite that we actually term uh, walking dandruff. <laughs> and uh, it, it's really kind of gross when you see it on a microscope because it really looks like little pieces of dandruff walking with legs. Um, but it, it is a type of parasite that we can see, and some pets will be somewhat itchy with that, and they'll tend to be quite flaky in the rump. So to check that out, we definitely want to make sure we do something called a skin scraping um, or a tape test. Um, and that's something veterinarians do where we we look at under the microscope and we look for creepy crawlers and it's kind of why we get into veterinary medicine because we dig this kind of stuff but we <laughs> want to make sure that that we don't have anything like that um, and uh, make sure that's not a possibility because if it is it's something very simple to treat with the right type of uh, flea medication and or medicated mm-hmm. shampoo so check that part out um, okay there- there are some cats that, and I was quizzing you a little bit about Squeaker's weight, because for some more portly kitties, they have actually some difficulty getting to certain areas, and they don't distribute their oils on their hair coat really well. So that's where we need to step in and, and do some regular brushing, really, on a daily basis to help distribute those oils. Um, and particularly if there's mats, because there can be dry patches that are associated with those. And uh, for for some cats, um, just like with dogs, I, you've probably heard me advocate on the show before, is fatty acids are a dietary supplement we can give to dogs and to cats as well. And it can help to keep their hair coat um, in good shape. Um, the trick is that cats don't always like us putting things into their food like fatty acids. And um, they're far more intelligent than dogs, but don't tell the dogs that. <laughs> and uh, But fatty acids could be another thing you might consider adding in to see if that helps her out as well. Okay. Okay. And uh, see if that works out. And as long as everything else is going healthy in her life and you know, she's um, not having any signs of illness, then you know hopefully this is something kind of minor and we can get her past that with a, a little bit of extra brushing and some of those other measures. So thank you so much, Teresa. I hope that's helpful. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. When Shelby escaped from the dog pound. Yes, he wouldn't want to be you. (laughs) He just needed a place to hide. Who's down there? Hey, hi, kid. Oh, get me out of here! But instead he found... You're my new partner. A new best friend. You'll have to hide out down here till Christmas morning. Then I can say Santa brought you. Chevy Chase, John Paul Rutan, Tom Arnold, and Rob Schneider as the voice of Shelby. Best Christmas ever. Shelby. Coming soon to DVD, Digital HD, and On Demand. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. Did that get your attention? That's how it works on your dog, correcting undesirable behaviors. It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain or punishment. The Pet Corrector allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like excessive barking, stealing food or shoes, or chasing people and dogs. With a simple, you can stop all these problems. Find out more at www.companyofanimals.us and get the dog you've always wanted. Right, Max? 
You may think being totally blind is the greatest challenge I face, but actually it's the fact that I'm often wide awake at 3 a.m. and struggling to stay awake in the middle of the day. This is called non-24 and it affects up to 70% of people who are totally blind like me. It makes just getting through the day a real struggle. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Hi, I'm Charlotte Ross on Animal Radio. Please remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Here's the number. Toll free, free to you. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or Joey Volani or just to check in and say, hey, tell us what your uh, animal is going to be wearing for Halloween. If your animal does that particular thing. And we'll be talking to a guy in just a few minutes who uh, works for one of the costumeers. And I believe they have pet costumes. And they're big deals this year. They are a big deal. They're a big deal all year round. Hard to believe that's just two weeks away. It just seems like we just <laughs> celebrated a brand new I year. Know. Uh, Wednesday just around the corner with Wacky Wednesday and our Facebook page. If you haven't checked this out yet, it's always so fun to check out the pictures people upload. And you should upload some wacky pet pictures, too, because up for grabs are big prizes for the most shares and the most likes. And what have you wrangled this week, Miss Francis? This week we got a great package from Himalayan dog chews. Himalayan dog chews. It's actually made from Himalayan hard cheese. Cheese. It's cheese. Yes, it's either with yak or cow milk. Yak cheese. Well, yak cheese. Yes, and it's made traditional <laughs> methods that the Himalayans have done for hundreds of years. Okay. They're gluten free. And depending upon the size of your dog and how they chew, it can be a very long-lasting chew for them and very healthy. And the package includes three yakky charms, one yakky puff, one lean licks, <laughs> one mixed pack of Himalayan dog chews, and an extra-large Himalayan dog chews, all from Himalayan dog chews. And probably the only ones making gluten-free yak cheese, yes. as far as I know. And when you give this treat to them, you're providing them with high-quality eating entertainment. Okay. All from Himalayan dog cheese. Have you, uh, Lori, have you tried yak cheese at all? Do you know anything? You're kind of a... Uh, uh, no, I girl. haven't. I I think goat cheese, which I used to love, you know, it's pretty strong, but I can't imagine yak cheese. What What is, is a yak exactly? Do you know what a yak is? Is it related to a goat or a donkey or what is it? I thought it was like an ox. It's a real hairy thing, yeah. isn't it? You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy, with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Animal trends like the dog bun could actually harm your pet. If you haven't seen the photos of this yet, it's kind of like the man bun, but it's where your dog's hair is gathered into a bun on the top or the, you know, the back of its head. Or if there's not enough hair, your dog isn't a longer haired dog, well then sometimes people, this is horrible, they pin the dog's ears up using a rubber band or, or something that looks like a bun. And that's the big problem with this dog bun. Veterinary experts say pulling a dog's ears up like that can really damage the ear 
fever. It can cause wounds. And then you run the chance of something becoming infected. And they say those bands cause circulation problems as well and can also damage the dog's fur. Like humans, a dog's outer ear is protection for the inner ear canal and the eardrum. So a dog bun essentially removes the natural protection of the eardrum and the ear canal if you're pulling up those ears, and that can cause a lot of issues. The CDC, or Centers for Disease Control, has relaunched its newly redesigned Healthy Pets, Healthy People website with some new information about diseases that people can catch from pets, farm animals, and wildlife. You can now learn some simple actions to protect yourself and your pets. They say approximately 75% of recently emerging infectious diseases affecting people really began as diseases in animals, diseases like Ebola, avian flu, and salmonella. They redesigned the website and it also includes now some specific precautions that people with weakened immune systems, children and pregnant women should take when they interact with animals. Now how funny is it that a cat who loves to steal things, is owned by a police sergeant. After sharing the antics of his thieving cat with his fellow police officers, the sergeant has now created a Facebook page for his cat, Tigger, whom he affectionately calls Klepto Kitty. Tigger has been stealing for many years. Not that stealing is funny, but it is funny when a cat does it and then brings everything from dozens of socks, not pairs of socks, just single socks. That's one of this cat's favorites. Also, old fast food wrappers and even one time brought home a small baggie of marijuana to his police officer owner. I'm Lori Brooks. Be sure to get more breaking animal news whenever you need it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs. From heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive, Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Stella and Chewy's believes that selecting the best food is one of the most important decisions an owner can make for their pet. They believe that pets thrive when they're fed the same diet they'd get in the wild. Dogs and cats are carnivores, and meal mixers are a quick and convenient way to mix a little raw nutrition and great taste into their diet. Made from premium raw ingredients like grass-fed meat and cage-free poultry with organic fruits and vegetables. Meal mixers help kickstart your kibble. Learn more at StellaAndChewies.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. You know that rubber band thing that you were talking about, Lori? We see that. Uh-huh. We see that a lot. You in do? The grooming salon. I've yeah, never heard of it until see- today. Oh, I've seen Not it. only that, I've seen it around ears where the bottom of the ear just fell off because the circulation was cut off and everything uh-huh. that was underneath the band died. The tissue Ooh. just died. I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do when they dock tails sometimes. They've tied elastic on it, and then the, the part that circulation's cut off, it falls off, mm-hmm. which is terrible. It's, it's a bad thing. 
I have never heard it. It's called bunning. Bunning. You know what a bun when the girls wrap. The I thought that was trumping your cat unquote. or dog, making them look like Donald Trump. No, this is a bun. <laughs> no, that that's a whole different thing. I think don't isn't the Trump your cat? I think you take lint like out of yeah. the dryer or lint something out of the dryer. sweater fuzz out of your or, belly button. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah, <laughs> then you put it on your cat's head. Oh, so you're actually terrible. talking about the real hair to making a bun right. out of their hair? Okay, I've never heard of that. Uh-huh. That's a thing. Yeah, and. Yeah, it is a thing. And sometimes people, because, you know, a, if a dog doesn't have enough hair, they will do something really stupid and you have to call it what it is. And they take the dog's ears and they'll put it, the ears up on the head to make it look like a bun. Here's the number toll free 1-866-405-8405. Judy also wanted me to remind you that you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app. This is a free app for your iPhone, your Android, or your BlackBerry. Ask your questions from the app as well as listen to the show and find out the latest recalls. There has been, unfortunately, another rash of recalls this last week. Salmonella, listeria, all kinds of weird things. Another one came out this morning. You'll find out those first on the Animal Radio app. Made possible by those fine folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. Of course. Thanks, guys. Love to hear from you. For Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani, or just to check in and say, hey, or tell us what your animal is going to be dressed as for Halloween. It's <laughs> two weeks away, so I hope you have all of that uh, worked out. I know if you know me and you've listened for a long time, you know I really don't like dressing up animals. The tutus and the, what you do all year long with your animals, with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, Judy, especially. Uh, what? And this whole thing that uh, 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 Joey turned us on to last week with the eyelashes. This whole thing, accessory eyelashes. I just sent Judy a picture of that on her phone. Uh, She's already got the eyelashes for the bug. This is she did. She did, of course. And and let me tell you. So this is kind of weird. I don't like this kind of stuff. But there is one time of the year that I do like the animals dressing up, and that is Halloween. Ladybug every year. She loves it. She and we know we can see it in her face. She 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 absolutely loves being. She struts. She knows she's everybody's looking at her and she's special (laughs) and everything. Some dogs don't like it. And some dogs, you know, Halloween's just a really bad holiday for them and they need to stay indoors because, you know, just seeing people dressed up freaks them out. You know your pet. You know what they like and don't like. Yeah, you should know your pet. Unless this is your first year with your pet, you you may have to kind of feel it out. Well, first of all, Ladybug. What's Ladybug going to be dressed up as this year? Yeah, I've done the Ladybug thing for a while for, now. So, for a couple yeah. years, so it's now, kind of played out. She's got the, the horse jockey. The horse jockey. The horse jockey where she has a little thing, a little stuffed jockey on her back. So she oh, looks okay. like she has, you know, like she's a little racehorse. I think, he, I think so she cute. wore that last year, didn't she? No, she wore that the year before. So, we're so you're kind of rotating. Yes. Okay. Yes. Lori, do you dress up your animals? Um, You know, I have three bulldogs, four right now because we have a foster, but... Uh, no, they're not really into it. So Lucy is is the most into wearing things. She feels special, and I I got her this really cute. It's a headband, and it has a little unicorn, single horn in the middle, <laughs> and two little pointy like unicorn ears. It's darling. Joey, you what know. about you? Does Miles like getting uh, dressed up? Or- yeah, it's actually actually they all do. Um, Miles is going to be it's it's like a little cowboy costume. Buster's going to be a pig because he's fat. Simon has a Spider-Man costume. And um, I don't know what um, she got for Peanut, um, but there's definitely another costume. The funny part is we don't do anything with them. We put them on them. And this is every year. <laughs> we put the costumes on the dog. They run around the house for an hour. We take it off. And that was, that's it. Then we have costumes. The, I have a box of doggy costumes that I, I could donate to someone. We welcome to the show Chris Yandek. He is a professional costume expert. And I believe that takes several years of college to do that. And he, he's over at wonder, wondercostumes.com. He's a trending fashion specialist. And he's going to 
tell us what's happening this year with the Halloween costumes. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you today? It's great to hear all of your stories about your pets. What, what are you dressing up your pet as? Uh, there won't be any dressing up this year as far as pets are concerned. Um, uh, I'd say to you more likely than not, though, this is a very interesting conversation for a lot of different reasons. Is there like one that's like uh, the top costume this year for pets? Well, let me break it down for you. Um, of course, the Minions movie was something that was very popular, so we obviously have a Minion dog costume, <laughs> oh. you know, for example. Uh, superheroes. Now, let's say you want to dress up as Robin or Batman, well, your dog could dress up as Batman oh, or like Robin to matching. Okay, oh, you like that? Those are, that's a nice idea. If you are somebody who wants to be Luke Skywalker, you could dress up your dog also as Darth Vader, for example. Or you know, and of course, some of the other trending uh, superheroes, obviously, always ongoing: Spider Man, Supergirl. And what was really popular last year was the Ninja Turtles costumes for pets because the movie was gigantic. And, you know, sometimes um, there are also interesting ones from the past that people might think are kind of cool. You know, some people like to be Wizard of Oz characters during Halloween every year. Um, if you're interested in either being the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, the Scarecrow, or the Wicked Witch of the West, well, any of those four costumes are also available in our pet section on wondercostumes.com, for example. And something that's going to be coming out soon, of course, you know, that was a big popular thing over the last few years, Angry Birds. We have Angry Birds costumes oh, for your dogs cute. as well. You have a couple weeks till the big holiday. I assume we can yeah. make orders today and get those uh, costumes. Yeah, there is still time. What I always emphasize is, is that the earlier you order, the earlier it gets to you. Then you can try it on, figure it out, or put it on your pet and figure it out. And uh, figure out I who wears Batman and who wears Robin because the whole <laughs> sizing thing might you might have to swap in the long run, right? Um, I think that probably the adult would wear Batman and the pet would wear Robin, as Robin was obviously Batman's partner in crime. So you're probably your dog is going to be your partner in crime, no? Hey, you don't know how. Chris Yandek, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It was really great. Interesting hearing all of your uh, pet stories, guys. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Oh, if you can answer my question, I will be thrilled. Oh, golly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I have got two female cats, and they have got like a, a shaking disorder, kind of like Parkinson's. When they run, they'll hop like in the back end of them. They'll sit okay. and eat, and they'll, they'll shake the whole time they're eating. And I was hmm. told that it might be a virus of some sort, but I've never heard of it. Now, the one had a litter of kittens, and the one kitten is pretty severe, and the other ones have got it, but it's not quite as bad. Interesting. So just so I can back up, you have two adult cats that are both doing this kind of trembling type thing? Correct. Yeah. And then one had a litter, and all the kittens are doing the same thing? Exactly. Interesting. And do you have the male kitties as well? No. No, these were kind okay. of strays. Are these kitties inside or outdoors? Well, they were inside, but they want to be outside. There's not really any too many males around. I don't know where one came from, but... Well, it happens. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I can get them fixed. I mean, if it's a neurological disorder, can you fix them? Yeah, and, and it's really kind of interesting. And I wanted to ask you also um, about a flea tech products, anything like that that you've been had in use in the home? Nope. There's no chemicals 
anywhere, not even in my flowers or, or nothing. There's a, basically two routes that I might be thinking of, something that they've acquired, whether it be an infection or a toxin, or something that's more on the genetic line, um, because just because of the, the quantity of the kitties that are having that, and because they are related, uh, that definitely gives me some concern that either which scenario could be involved. And um, for a genetic-related um, problem, there are some poorly understood diseases, and, and this is where veterinarians, we try our best, but with right. some of these rare conditions, you know, they aren't always well-reported. But there are some neuromuscular problems, things um, like muscular dystrophies that can happen. And a lot of those, they tend to be a little bit more in the male cats than in the females. But there are some diseases, and, and that is definitely diagnosed more by a muscle biopsy. The other thing, and you mentioned the infection possibility, and I, I would definitely look into this. And um, there are some d- different viruses, fungal organisms, also protozoa, which are little microscopic critters. And any which one of these, there are some things that can cause types of neurologic problems. Um, so definitely, I would encourage you to see your veterinarian. We want to check for things like toxoplasma, the viral disease called FIP and um, a fungal infection. And and some people will actually start antibiotics just to kind of get started and kind of treat for a hopeful bacterial infection or the protozoal infection and, and hope that that might get better in the meantime. And then we might have to do some blood tests. This is where it's kind of like CSI for um, animals. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Neutralife Ultra Joint and Liver Support. If your little furball has difficulty walking or running, may I suggest Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutralife Pet with Sammy. Buy one box and get one free using the code Animal Radio. Here's the phone number, 1-844-PET-SAME, or visit NeutralifePet.com. <laughs> you are a maniac. What's Dolly getting into? Okay, we we have a, a fundraiser for the rescue coming up with the bulldog kissing booth, and and when we have the kissing booth out, we sell <laughs> dog tugs. So guess who makes the dog tugs out of fleece, and we sit there and braid them. Well, oh, God bless do- you. <laughs> Dolly helps me. Oh, of course. Um, she likes to help with everything. And so I always tell her if she's good, wink, wink, yes. that she will get the last one and I will make hers the biggest. So we've done this for many years and it is dog tug making time again. And um, she's helping me. That's great. Now, how does a uh, pug kissing booth, does it do well? Do a lot of people want to kiss the pug? It's a bulldog kissing a booth. Bulldog. I'm, a big sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For heaven's sakes, it, it, it no, must it, be a big difference. Yeah, it does. It, it does uh, quite well. We actually started ours uh, many years ago before the kissing booths became pretty pop. I think they're pretty popular these days. Um, but we probably started it about twelve years ago. So you were ahead uh, of your we're time. Really well known, <laughs> Dolly. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take some calls. Your calls right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. While Lori chases the dog around. See, it's just your typical <laughs> OCD bulldog. Hi, who is this? This is Casey. Sounds like you're driving. Well, kind of, yeah. Where are you now? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Okay, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hello, well, Dr. Hi, Casey. Debbie. I've got a seven-year-old blue healer German Shepherd mix, and about a week ago, she's come up, just developed a bald spot on her uh, mm-hmm. right rear hip, and it, it just, she scratched at it for a day or so, and it, it's not a bald spot. She's not been scratching at it any longer, but it's still just, bald as it could be, and that's, uh, you know, we're about a week, maybe a week and a half down the road now, it doesn't seem to be improving, 
So she was pretty bothered by it originally, though? Uh, yeah. In fact, when I first noticed it, you know, a lot of dogs, you can scratch upon the belly and such, and they'll kick their legs. Uh-huh. She's never been one to do that. And she did there for just a couple of days, right, when I noticed that bald spot. Her skin is kind of crawl when you kind of, you know, pet her across her back. And okay. all that stopped within just a couple of days, but the bald spot's still there. Well, that scratch reflex that you're describing, and we look for that a lot of times with dogs as a sign of having intense itching, and and that can definitely be from a lot of different things, whether we're talking about an allergy or an infection. And, and I guess I'd have one more question for you, kind of before we go any further: Is has Casey had any kind of vaccinations recently? Any kind of shots of any sort? Uh, no, she hasn't had a rabies shot about three months ago. Okay, three months ago. The reason I ask that is just there is an occasional um, situation where a pet can have a little bald spot that develops at the site of the rabies shot um, or some other vaccines. Um, can happen with other injections as well, but sometimes we'll see that on the right leg because a lot of veterinarians give the rabies shot in that area. So that's a possibility, but gosh, I just don't think that would really make uh, Casey very itchy or scratchy. Um, the other potentials we could have even like a hot spot. And uh, have you ever heard of that before? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Never yeah. seen it or dealt with it, but. Hotspots are kind of interesting things, and it's kind of a layman's term, and, you know, it's mostly, we, we describe it as saying that's like it's a hot area, you know, it's hot with inflammation or infection, and um, sometimes that truly is the case. Um, with a hot spot, we can actually see that from an infection or an allergy that starts it off, and it's an area where um, the pet is very scratchy, very itchy. Um, we'll even see some moist um, crusting in the area. So, you know, if you kind of look at it, it's like a big scabby area, and the hair might even come out of that uh, area very easily with just mild plucking. So that might be something. And if that's the case, we really need to get Casey on some antibiotics, um, see about getting that area cleaned up, um, you know, maybe some medicated shampoos. And hopefully it's just something where we can try with antibiotics or anti-itching, allergy medicines. There's so many things that we have out there. Um, so I would say that definitely that would be the first step. And uh, from there, I would, uh, you know, definitely look to see if there's anything Parasite-wise, and I'm assuming with Casey, you're traveling. Is she on heartworm prevention and flea and tick prevention? Uh, she's not really on anything. She developed this. We were had just left the house uh, out in New Mexico, and uh, I don't. I thought uh, it might have been a somewhere she got too much protein or something. Uh, a lot of times, when at home, she gets to eat what I eat rather than dog food. She'll eat a lot of steak. Oh, no, I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) That's that's like ringing in veterinary ears right now. But actually, really? you did say one. You said one thing when when you said she's not really on any heartworm prevention. I've got to stop you there, and I'm going to be a crusader for Casey's health right now. And I think you really need to see about getting her on some prevention. So go get that skin thing looked at. But heartworm disease is carried by mosquitoes. This is peak season. Pretty much every state has it, and all it takes is one bite of a mosquito to pass that. So I would definitely encourage you. I know you call about the skin thing, but I'm going to put my commercial in for her and to make sure we keep her healthy and protected. So, uh, good words. Do your best on getting that. That's what we're going to do. I thank you so much. You know, I love it when a business gets in the business for the right reasons, and Lucy Pet Products has done just that. In fact, Lucy Pet Products, a spinoff of the Lucy Pet Foundation, and the Lucy Pet Foundation is a charity that helps 
animals in local communities and supports causes that benefit animal welfare. They're doing great work. And how do they fund it? Simply great products. And they just introduced the Lucy Pet Products Shampoo line. It includes leave-in conditioning sprays as well as shampoos. You can tell right from the package, right from the (laughs) onset. You don't even need to sniff them yet or pick up the cans because they're absolutely beautiful cans. They're going to catch your eyes on the shelf. You're going to want to leave them out on the counter at home because they, they're so pretty. They have all these wonderful flavors. Scents. Scents. Yes, I, I, I say know flavors. the flavors. Well, you have apple oatmeal. You have blueberry, lavender, coconut. Tropical berries. And even a puppy shampoo, a fresh leave-in grooming and conditioning spray. And these are not only great for your dog and for your dog's coat, but the conditioning spray, you can actually spritz them in between baths to give them just a great scent. You know, I always like to read the ingredients, whatever I give to my animals, whether it's food or shampoo. And I'm looking at the the ingredients like jojoba. How do you say that? Jojoba oil and blueberry fruit, which acts as an antioxidant. There's actual blueberry fruit in this blueberry blue lightning shampoo. Which will make your dog's white coat just bright and gorgeous. You can find these at Petco and your local independent retailer. And check out their website. Again, here's a company doing wonderful things for animals in your local community. LucyPetProducts.com Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, we're getting in the Halloween spirit. If you just joined us here, we... We're thinking about what we're going to dress our animals as next week because we always do it a week here early and all the animals will come in next Saturday all dressed up. And uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she's, she's actually trying out one of these horse jockey costumes that has the little horse jockey on the back so it looks like she's a horse. Yes, she has the little stuffed <laughs> person in the back, little jockey. But doing... does she like that person chasing her? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not sure if she likes this year's costume. In the past, she's really liked the attention she gets from wearing the costumes. You know, she no- she notices that everybody's looking at her and gives her attention, and she really likes that. If she doesn't like the jockey one, then I'll put her Tootsie Roll one on her. You still have the Tootsie Roll one, so you're another yes. one, just like Joey. I have Joey. a Tootsie Roll. I have the Ladybug. Yes, I have a few. What, you wear them once and they're no good anymore, huh? I like, she can rotate them. Dr. Debbie. Got, it's like a new outfit. you got to like freshen it up each year. And I know. My neighborhood kids, they always come looking to see what we got the dogs dressed up. Well, you haven't told us. Everybody's <laughs> Boss up. is going to be a superhero. and then Which um, superhero? Um, it's going to be Super Boss. You know, it's, it's, he's going to be his own unique. Superhero. <laughs> Well, he is in his way a superhero. He is. Yes. He is. And then, Nikki? and then Nikki's going to be a princess. So A princess? Okay. It, it's contrasting to what she looks like. <laughs> now, me wonders if there's any of you in these desirable costumes. Perhaps you're a superwoman and uh, perhaps Nikki uh, represents your husband and uh, what what he'd like to wear. I don't know. Is there... <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> You're saying he wants to be a princess? Yeah, and you want to be the superhero. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the phones, uh, please. Dr. Debbie and Joey Villani taking your calls toll free at 1 866 405 8405. And don't forget, you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and Blackberry also. Uh, so you want to do that. As I mentioned last hour, there's been a few recalls this week. And uh, you'll get those recalls first from the Animal Radio app. So you should download it now. It's free, thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. 
And if, speaking of which, they make our news possible. And Lori, working hard in the newsroom. What are you working on? Yes, I am. Um, well, you know, we've had pot belly pigs yep. that people had for pets and you know, miniature pigs. And now I believe these are smaller than miniature pigs. Um, and they've been actually created by scientists. Oh, those can't be very healthy. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine they would. Don't no, uh, small they, pigs have problems already, Dr. Debbie? Yeah. You know, in my experience, I've seen a couple that have had some um, joint problems, um, some thriving problems. But, you know, any animal, when we really miniaturize, it, it can cause some potential problems. Um, so you, you really have to be cautious and kind of not always fall into the micro fad, whether it's a dog, cat, or a pig. And we'll see if these pigs ever make it to the U.S. soil anyways. <laughs> yeah. I saw some of these videos of some uh, really small pigs that are on U.S. soil. They're really small already over at our Facebook yeah, page. But Did you see those? They're probably not micro pigs. They're probably going to become big pigs. You now. think? Yes. Okay. Well, there are different micro breeds out there that will be, you know, under 40 pounds. But the problem is so often people buy a micro pig thinking they're going to get a cute little one that doesn't get over 40 pounds and they end up being 200 pounds. <laughs> I have a client who actually got a feeder pig didn't know they were buying a feeder pig which ended up uh totaling over 400 pounds wow so you really have to be cautious and just you know you know if you really want a pig research them they do take special needs they can be destructive and a little bit of a toddler so you really have to be prepared for what you're getting into and so aren't some of these people actually starving them because they're they're going to get big but they only give them a little bit of food to keep them small yeah, well, that's with a lot of different um, pigs. If, if you keep feeding them small amounts, they will stay small. But once you feed them to their normal needs, um, they will tend to grow. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Pigs in the news on the way. And uh, pigs, pigs in space. space. Also, this hour, we're going to continue with the Halloween trend and uh, costumes and the secret lives of bats. And, in fact, let's uh, go to the phones right now before those interviews. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who is this? Oh, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Um, I have a umbrella cockatoo, and uh, I have a Moroccan cockatoo. That, well, the, the Moroccan cockatoo I sold to a CB shop, Triple T truck stop, and and uh, there's a CB shop there. And the guy wanted a bird, and I had some birds at home, but only two go with me. And the umbrella, they travel with you? Yes. In your truck? Semi. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and the umbrella, uh, the, the umbrella I raised in, in my truck, and, uh, she's real attached to me. I would never let go of her, but Big Bird, I call him his name. Uh, he's really loud, talks a lot, friendly. Everybody likes him, but he is really loud, and he needs a, a enormous amount of attention. And I mean, a lot of attention. <laughs> Makes for a very small cab, I'd imagine. <laughs> Oh, yes, and some we've had screaming matches in the truck when I put him in his cage and he wanted out. He would just scream at me, and I would just scream back, and we'd have the screaming match. I'd say, okay, you're not getting out, and he'd scream, ha, 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 you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know why I sold him. I think it was one of those days where we had one of those screaming matches, and, he's, and the guy says, he, I sold him to him, but anyway... He's He's been there for eight months, and I've been checking on him all the time, calling him every month, and I, I miss the bird terrible. Wish I you didn't felt, sell him, huh? Oh, I hated it. When I when I left the truck stop, I go, oh, my God, what did I just do? That bird saved my life one time. Mm. 
Really? Um, what? How did you yeah, save your um, what how did he save your life? Well, I'm a truck driver, you know, truck drivers, you know, they do things and drive and drive and drive and it was one of those days where I was driving, driving, driving because the snow was behind me and I wanted to stay, keep it that way. And I was driving, driving, driving in Wyoming and I started to go to sleep. So I felt myself fading off and all of a sudden things just became a blur and all of a sudden Big Bird bit me on the ear. Didn't really draw blood, but he grabbed a hold of my ear and he pulled my head back and woke me up. Wow. Yeah, he really and, saved your life there. Yes, and I, and I, because he bit that was clamping down, and I thought, oh my god, he's grabbed my ear, and I looked up, and I go, oh my god, what am I doing? I almost went off the road, and I just turned the wheel just in time to get it back on the road, and my trailer was swerving a little bit, and the truck was swerving. There was no traffic ahead of me or behind me. It was, it was just pitch dark. Bill, Bill, let me get this straight. You sold the bird that saved your life. That's right. Okay, just wanted to make sure I got this straight. <laughs> Pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> but anyway, that was a few years ago, and when I sold the bird, I go, why the heck did I just do? <laughs> so I so you... feel so heart sick, yeah. Yeah, have you visited him, or are you just checking, inquiring by phone with him? Well, I visited, I visited him um, one time, and he remembered me and come right up to me. And my other little uh, umbrella came right down to him. When they started talking, we all started talking. We was like a family again, right? Well, the guy, uh-huh. he acted like he wasn't going to sell him back to me because we had this agreement. If he didn't want the bird, he'd have to sell him back to me. So okay. I said, okay. So I, that's what I've been hoping. So I called him back last week. He says, I love the bird to death. He's just, I, I says, I just love the bird. He talks. He's friendly but he says he's driving my neighbors nuts and he's screaming and screaming and screaming and he says i think he wants to be back with you or something i he's asked me if i want him back and i said oh of course when (laughs) (laughs) well he sounds he sounds like he's one of those exuberant children who um are very loud boisterous but once they're out of your life that you kind of say gosh it's so quiet without johnny here and uh so are you looking at getting him back then uh yes i'm going i'm driving down um trying to get over there close by tucson to pick him up and the guy called me the other day and he says are you are you coming i said oh yeah you bet i got his cage in his truck and i got a different truck now so it's all modified for him because he'll eat your truck if you don't modify it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I got a I got a different truck now, so I, I hope he likes it. But anyway, I got a question. Uh, do you think? Well, I got two questions. One, every time I I, I bring food in the truck, I eat, I love hot dogs, and every time I get in there. Big Bird wants my hot dog. He'll fight me over it. He sees me eating hot dog. He'll fight me over it. And my uh-huh. my and my umbrella never used to like hot dogs, but when I sold Big Bird, now he likes hot dogs. So every time I go in there, he wants my hot dog. Uh, this came about one time when I left the hot dog on a dash when I went to fuel, and I went back <laughs> in my truck and he was eating my hot dog. <laughs> He was eating one end, and the other bird was eating one end, and I just cut it in half and just go at it. So is that, is that safe for them? Well, 
hot dogs are certainly probably not one of the the favored health foods for people, and it would probably be the same for birds. But you know what? They can certainly eat a lot of things that we do. And I think what you're describing is there's a lot of social eating when we have birds, and um, part of the fun is sharing the food that the human eats as well. So in a small amount, I don't see a problem with him having a hot dog. Um, you know, certainly a little bit high in some fat type substances that we probably wouldn't want him to have as a regular basis. But you know, for a treat here and there, if he enjoys it, it's part of your social bonding. I'm all for it, and and I would be very happy to hear him back in your life, um, as loud as he might be. Um, but you know, especially if he thrives in that kind of um, the traveling environment and being in the cab with you, um, I, I'm I'm very happy for you, and, and I, I hope that works out for you guys. Yes, and there's. Do you think I'm going to have a problem with him getting me back? It, because it's been eight months. You think he's going to be okay? Because so see, see, one time I left him out of my truck because my wife wanted to keep him at home for a while, and then my wife couldn't handle him. Then I put him back in the truck, and then we had a problem for a while. But now it's been eight months. You think I'm going to be okay? He's going to be all right. No, I wanted to ask you, do you travel with both birds in the truck at the same time, or do you alternate? Um, they they both go with me um, at the same time. What, uh, Big Bird has his own perch on um, on the passenger side. There's a seat I rigged up, and it's got a little um, it's got a little perch there for him. And 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 my wife says he's going to fall off of there, and which he doesn't. When I slow down. I got a little bell there, and he grabs on the little bell with his. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I would love to. I would love to see the picture of your cab because yeah. it sounds like this is the most bird-friendly traveling arrangement that you could have, and as long as you have some supports where he's able to kind of hold on if there's a shift in, in movement. But most birds are pretty good about grasping, especially if they're, um, you know, they're well groomed. Um, and as far as your concerns for him, like I guess you know, if you're concerned about him recognizing or fitting into the family situation from what you've described when he's recognized you and your other bird when you visited you know there's going to be a little bit of acclimation um, in readjusting to the situation but it certainly sounds like he thrived in that situation he was excited when he saw you uh, visiting and and i would say um, I, I would be there with open arms and just be ready for and getting your buddy back and uh, you know give him a little, little extra space you know he might not fall back into the same routines quite as he did before um, but I think with time getting back to the routine you know he'll, he'll find his place and and I think you're going to be very happy so thank oh, yeah. you and I, I wish you good luck here Bill um, we'll be anxious to hear how he adapts and gets going um, back on the road this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio you're listening to Animal Radio call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405 It's time for another Nutri-Life Pet Tip. Let's talk liver. You probably already know that your dog should have a hearty, healthy appetite. But if all of a sudden your dog develops a loss of appetite and is just not eating right. Or let's say they're vomiting or they have diarrhea. They might also be very thirsty. You know your dog if they appear confused or weak. These are all symptoms of liver disease. Keep an eye out for these symptoms and keep your pet's liver living the life. The good life. That was a Nutri-Life Pet Tip. Visit NutriLifePet.com. Sadly, many dogs suffer with weak joints, affecting their ability to walk. Thankfully, there's Ultra Joint and Liver Support from NutriLife Pet with Sam E., the proven supplement for joint health. 
Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Nutrilife Pet can help restore your animal's quality of life. Buy one box of Ultra Joint and Liver Support and get one free by using coupon code ANIMALRADIO. Order yours at www.nutrilifepet.com and get your pet up and running. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at CanineCaviar.com. I wish I could fall asleep. Jennifer had a stressful day, and now her mind is spinning at bedtime. I have a big day tomorrow. It's time for new Unisom Sleep Minis. The tiny capsules are non-habit forming and work fast. They're the little help busy people need to get a good night's sleep and wake recharged. <sighs> good night. New Unisom Sleep Minis. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. How strong is Allegra D? It's jumping in a pile of leaves with my kids. Strong. <laughs> Allegra D, a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant that starts relieving your toughest allergy symptoms in one hour. Yep, I am going to take that hayride strong. It's breathing free for 24 hours, even after a day of apple picking strong. Allegra D, strong relief for your allergy symptoms, guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Use only as directed. Hi, this is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. And while we usually talk cats or dogs, fish, birds, horses... In just a few minutes, we're going to get a little batty, because it is almost Halloween, and Dr. Merlin Tuttle, the official, I guess... Batman. He is Batman. Batman. He is Batman. I'm Batman. He knows everything about bats. He's taken pictures of bats. He uh, hangs out with them and snaps photos and, and, and writes all about them, and he's kind of a strange character, I think, but we'll find out in just a few minutes. We're going to talk to him. He says that bats, they're misunderstood and that they do a lot of good, so you shouldn't be afraid of bats. I didn't realize there were so many different breeds of bats. I didn't either. Here, hold that up to the microphone so listeners can see those pictures. I like the ones. They, the ones, little horns, big eared ones, one that has a That one mohawk. on the right looks like a chihuahua. I know, doesn't it's it? huge. It's those big eyes. I'd want one. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Miss Lori Brooks, also news around the corner. What are we working on? Well, you know how animals in the old days are, you know, animals that we've never seen alive before, like, say, a dinosaur or something, Mm -hmm. are always, you know, kind of like drab colors? Now scientists are saying, ta-da, they have found a way to tell us what color animals in the ancient past really were. And we'll tell you all about that. It's kind of cool. Wow. Wouldn't that be fun if we found out dinosaurs were pink or something like that? (laughs) Teal. (laughs) Uh, let's go to the phones right now for Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Villani. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Donna. How are you doing? Hey. What's going on in your life? Well, it's actually in my little doggie's life. She's a 14-and-a-half-year-old German Shepherd Pitbull mix. So she's and a senior gal. 
she uh, is starting to lose her teeth. Ooh. And I was wondering if maybe a little more calcium in her diet might help prolong this. My first question for you, Donna, is going to be, what do her teeth look like and what do they kind of smell like? Oh, no bad breath. Uh, very white for being 14. When I hear a 14-and-a-half-year-old doggy, I do expect and I visualize some degree of dental disease. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I can't see your doggy's mouth right now, but I would expect there's probably something going on there as far as some, some problems. Which particular teeth are you seeing that are um, uh, loose or coming out? The back ones, the very back, the back ones. ones. Yeah, we just okay. had one removed uh, in May because it, it split. And, okay, uh, it was broken or it was yeah, like it, coming loose? No, it split. It broke. It cracked in half. Because okay. she's got this pit, pit bull mentality of she has very, very strong jaws. I give her very large. She's always grown up on deer bones. Oh, there you go. There's the problem right there. And I was waiting to hear it, Donna. Really? They have, it, it's kept her teeth in very good condition all of her life. And, well, uh, I won't dispute that, but what I will tell you is chewing on bones cracks dogs' teeth. Ooh. And that sounds like what we have going on. So I don't know if I would make the trade-off for uh, avoiding dental care with feeding a bone that can cause a painful crack in a tooth. Um, right. And that is a very common type thing, and, and not necessarily in older dogs. This is something we see in young dogs that are fed, you know, those little ham bones or even some of the really hard thigh bones that you could pick up at the butcher. You know, we may think we're doing a good thing, but they're stronger than the dog's teeth, and they'll crack parts of the tooth off and leave that open pulp canal, which is open for infection Ooh. and open and causing pain. So that results in a sometimes very costly extraction or a root canal. I would say rather than look at giving her a supplement of calcium, which isn't going to change that physical disparity between a bone stronger than the teeth, I would say number one thing is we need to stop that practice of giving her those bones. Okay, I can I, I, I can go with that. Yeah, what's something yeah. soft to chew on that's good for an older dog? I would like to go with things like some of the Kong toys. And I do like um, some of the rawhides that are compressed rawhides, not the kind that are in strips or in little bones, but the compressed rawhides. So I'd say, yeah, let's take away those chewing bones and, and maybe stick with more of the edible ones where she can get a little dental exercise and keep those teeth from cracking because, ouch, that is not comfortable. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have questions about a dental problem or anything else veterinary-related, 1-866-405-8405. This Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Solid Gold. Listen to this. Venison, pollock, duck, quail, cold water salmon. The list goes on, and they're all part of Solid Gold's holistic pet food. That's pet food? Yes, a wide wow. variety of sustainably sourced options in both grain and gluten-free and healthy whole grain recipes. I wish they made human food like this. Gosh, that sounds great. There are no ingredients sourced from China ever. Give Solid Gold a shot today. And thanks, Solid Gold, for underwriting Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. 
I'm Lori Brooks. Tiny pigs, they're called actually micro-pigs, were created by scientists in China using some new genetic editing techniques. And we hear they are soon to be sold as pets in the very near future. And the prospect has triggered a, a huge, furious debate between animal rights groups and scientists. The news went public in the journal Nature a few weeks ago, which said the micro-pigs weigh about 33 pounds each in the Beijing Genomics Institute will sell them for about $1,500 a piece as they try to raise cash for the Institute. But the buyers, they say, because it's genomics and they're, you know, basically creating these animals, that the buyers will be able to select their animal's color and even their coat pattern. Imagine repainting science. I say repainting because it's really putting new colors to things that we have never been able to see with our own eyes. So imagine if some dinosaurs, because we always picture them, you know, like a dull brown or black or something. Imagine if dinosaurs really were purple or turquoise or something. We're learning a lot more about this subject now that a new study is out, revealing that scientists have been able to learn the skin or hair colors of animals by examining the melanosome structures, which are found in fossils more than 34 million years old. So why are melanosomes so exciting, you're wondering? Well, because melanosomes contain melanin, and that is the pigment that gives certain colors to skin, fur, or hair. And scientists say now they can use the size and really the shape of melanins to determine what their original color was. So if it was a melanin from a dinosaur, they could look at that, look at the shape, and get the dinosaur's original color, though their first study focused on bats. So you're wondering, so what color? were bats in the ancient days. Not really exciting. They were brown, they found. Uh, but the experts say it really is a big deal to know that because since so little is preserved in the fossil record, the color of extinct animals has really always been left up to artist interpretations. And now science will be able to tell for certain the color of some ancient animals. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news whenever you need it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix flea and tick preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. I remember it like it was yesterday. As I downloaded the Geico app, a bluebird landed on my finger. I said, hey, Mr. Bluebird, did you know you can add a car to your Geico policy with just a tap of your finger? Just scan the VIN number. It's so easy. After that, we watched the sunset together and ate birdseed. The birdseed tasted super weird, but the sunset was nice. VIN scanning to add a car. Just a few taps away on the Geico app. That's Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with pets. And right now, our connection with the bat. <laughs> Which, you know, I say that and I get chilled down my spine. Bat! <laughs> but you know what? Really, they are our friends. 
or they're supposed to be our friends. They serve lots of purposes, and we have Bat Expert and Bat Man. Dr. Merlin Tuttle on with us. Hi, Doc. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. I'm happy to be on your show. We're happy to have you here. This must be, uh, well, your time of year, pretty much. <laughs> Why is it uh, that bats are our friends? Let's start right there, because when you, you talk bat with most people, they get crazy, you know? First of all, most almost everything most people think they know about bats is wrong, and that comes from the fact that bats are active only at night. They live in places that we're often superstitious about. They uh, fly erratically, and they can show up unexpectedly, and we just naturally fear most what we understand least, and in parts of the world where bats are large and live out in the open, like birds, nobody fears them. They're actually eulogized as folk heroes. It's where they're tiny and can't be well seen that people fear them most. Okay, I understand that. So do they really suck your blood? Yeah, that's the big one. Should I worry about that? Absolutely not. First of all, there are three species of vampire bats. They live only in Latin America. Only one of those ever causes any problem for humans. That one is just a tiny fraction of all the world's bats or even all the bats of Latin America, despite the fact that there are vampire stories all over the world that are based on horrible things humans have done. Actual vampire bats are found nowhere outside of Latin America, and they pose very minimal problem to humans, even in Latin America, unless you're going to go out and sleep in the jungle without a mosquito net, which I don't think most of us would try doing. Yeah, so those those few bats are giving all bats a bad rap, a bad bat rap. <laughs> well, on the, on the reality side... Bats have one of the finest safety records of living among people of any animal on our planet. I have worked on them for 55 years on every continent where they exist. I've personally handled and photographed and researched hundreds of species of bats. I've been surrounded by millions at a time in caves, and never once have I been attacked by a bat. Never once have I contracted a disease from a bat. Mm. For any human who just doesn't go around picking up sick animals and getting bit and then not doing anything about it, the odds of being harmed by a bat are so small they're incalculable. Well, you always hear about rabies and, and such from, from bats. But uh, So what do they do that is really good for the environment? They must, do, they must serve a, a purpose. Obviously, they probably get rid of small insects and, and such, right? Bats are essential to the health of whole ecosystems upon which we ourselves depend, and When I say essential, that's insect pest control, keeping insect populations in balance, uh, seed dispersal, pollination. They also contribute literally billions of dollars to human agriculture each year by controlling crop pests. I was in the uh, hardware store just yesterday, and I saw actually boxed up a $27 box of bat guano, which (laughs) Mm, I'm I'm pretty sure that... uh, yeah, if you could sell that, it must have some amazing qualities, fertilizing qualities. I just returned from a trip to Cambodia, which was really fascinating. People there cut and dry palm leaves, tie them together in bundles, and raise them up on into high places to attract bats to roost. They're actually making their own Cambodian version of a bat house. And I met 
one woman who with 10 of those structures was selling her bad guano for almost 10,000 US dollars annually. Wow. Fertilizer. It's one of the world's finest fertilizers. Wow. <laughs> so is it true yeah. if there weren't any bats there would be no chocolate and no tequila? Huh? I don't know about the chocolate but certainly uh tequila all the world's tequila comes from a single species of agave which is highly dependent upon bats for pollination. There are hundreds of species of agaves in Latin America, the United States, and Caribbean islands, that that most of which depend on bats as their primary pollinators. The truth is that in all these 30-some years that we've had a million and a half bats living under a bridge in Austin, despite early predictions that they were going to prove dangerous, not one person has been attacked, not one person has contracted a disease, and in fact the bats eat 15 tons of crop and yard pests a night and bring in 12 million tourist dollars every summer. Hey, that's like my ex-wife. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the book uh, that you've got out, The Secret Lives of Bats, and you've got some great pictures in there. And I, You know, I realized I've seen some bats that I thought were really cute and others that I thought were kind of creepy and I guess the difference is the ones with the big eyes are so cute you'd be surprised how many bats are cute when photographed by somebody who's sensitive to them Uh, not many of us would be handsome or cute if somebody held us upside down while they snapped close up single flash pictures of our shocked (laughs) face so all these pictures in this book are you took these pictures because they're really phenomenal right Okay, so here's the book. It's a great book, The Secret Lives of Bats, My Adventures with the World's Most Misunderstood Mammals. And, yeah, they certainly are misunderstood. Dr. Merlin Tuttle, our guest, I have five copies to give away right now. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. You can pick it up over at Amazon. And I will put links to all of that over at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Tuttle, thanks so much for hanging with us today. You're very, very welcome. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Neutralife Ultra Joint and Liver Support. If your pet has difficulty walking or running, try Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutralife Pet with Sammy. Yes, you've heard about Sammy, now in a form for your pet. And here's a deal for you. Buy one box and get one free using the code ANIMALRADIO. Call 1-844-PET-SAME or visit NeutralifePet.com. And Neutralife, thank you so much for underwriting educational programming like Animal Radio. Hi, Steve. Where are you calling from today? Well, right now I'm in North Dakota. I'm a truck driver on the road. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, okay. Steve. Hi, Dr. Debbie. My wife's got a yellow lab. It's a, it's a pretty large yellow lab. It weighs about 90, 95 pounds. Uh, about three, four years ago, it had some uh, hip problems. The doctor that we had uh, told her to you know, give it one glosamine tablet a day, and uh, we did that, and that really helped with the uh, hip. Now, I noticed the last time I was home, when the dog wanted to crawl up the stairs, it's starting to have problems with that left hip again. And okay. we've always continued with that one tablet, but I was wondering if we could increase that or if there's something else we should look after. Did you take him to the veterinarian? Did they do any x-rays? Has he they, actually been diagnosed with hip problems? I'm sure they did do the x-rays. 
The reason I ask that is there's a lot of other things that we can sometimes misinterpret as hip problems, especially in a very large active dog like a, a Labrador. Some of the early signs of hip problems that you might see at home would be what we call bunny hopping, where a dog kind of moves their back legs together like a rabbit jumping. Oh, um, and that's okay. um, something we can see actually in very young dogs with hip dysplasia. Labradors injure their knee a lot, and it's kind of like a football player type injury. So we just want to make sure we're sure of the type of injury, because um, there's different things we might do for those things. But if we are definitively dealing with a, a hip problem, um, glucosamine, uh, the supplement that you've uh, you know, mentioned, is definitely one of the first-line um, things we can try to help out a pet with osteoarthritis. It is a natural-type um, supplement, and it helps to promote healthy joint fluid. It decreases inflammation, and that results in less pain for our pets. Okay. And in addition to that, there's a lot of great medications out there to help our pets with arthritis pain, and I uh, would definitely make sure you speak to your veterinarian. There's some really okay. good ones out there. If you We've already tried the glucosamine. It's helped, but we're kind of losing ground there. You yeah. might want to see about looking into those because those are very helpful for pets that the first tier of the supplements don't quite help them out enough. We have to be cautious with that. We want to make sure we follow blood work and make sure the pet's in good health while they're on that. But that might be something that I would really see about doing at this point. That uh, sounds good. I will probably try that. I hope that's some help for you, Steve. And yeah, well, uh, thank well. you so much for calling here today. one 866 405-8405. This is Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. You know, pets thrive when they're fed the same food they get in the wild. And meal mixers are an easy, convenient way to add raw, nutrient-rich meat with wholesome fruits, vegetables, probiotics, and antioxidants to any diet. Learn more over at StellaandChewy's.com. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, this is Elaine Hendricks on Animal Radio. Please, adopt a pet. That freaks me out every time you do that, Judy. That <laughs> gets your attention. Though, well, you're training it? me, aren't you? I am. Then you're now you're focused I'm on me. Focused on the show and focused on uh, producer Judy over here and no donuts. And every time I even look over at the donuts, I get one. <laughs> this is uh, the same for your dog. And that's where we're talking about the pet corrector is what, what she has in her hand. And it can help you handle really any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. That's what we believe in here. This little ingenious device allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog like excessive barking or stealing or whatever it is, just a simple little hiss like that, and then redirect their behavior. Learn more over at companyofanimals.us. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, who's this? This is Glenn. Uh, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hey, hi, how are you uh, today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fabulous. What kind of pets Great. do you have? I have a 16-year-old pound cat. He's okay. all gray. Uh, that's the best I can tell you about because I don't know a whole lot of, of, about the kinds. But he's lovable. But he's uh, the past year has been throwing up probably at least maybe three or four times a week, sometimes even more. Um, mm -hmm. Took him to our vet and did the blood work and uh, an exam and. And everything came up okay, but um, still there's a concern that he does eat, but he does throw up quite often. And, and when he's vomiting, what is he bringing up? Uh, lots of liquid, um, uh, mostly digested food, some hair. Okay, and does he still have an interest in food? Is he liking, is he having oh, an appetite? No, he has, yeah, he has a, a great appetite, but he's skinny. 
Okay. Was he? Did, has he always been skinny, or is, was he used to be a, yeah, a chubby fellow? No, 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 no. I think he's always been pretty skinny. Okay. And I don't know if, and, if 15, 16 years old is getting towards the end of his run, but... Well, not necessarily anymore, because um, I think there's been a lot of great advances in veterinary medicine. And, you know, a 15-year-old cat nowadays, um, you know, isn't the same thing as, you know, many, many years ago, you know, 8- to 10-year-old cat, I think, um, we perceived as an old pet. Um, but there's a lot of other things we can do diagnostic-wise, and, and there's probably a lot of things we can look at. Um, and I didn't catch your, your kitty's name. What's your kitty's name? Max. Max. Oh, yes, the most popular pet name. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. <laughs> well, no, after the last visit, and that was about a year ago, maybe maybe a little longer, uh, we put him on uh, either science diet or I'm uh, sensitive stomach formula. And okay. That, I'm, I'm actually not even sure if that, that seemed to help. I don't know if that's me wanting it to help or not, <laughs> you know, thinking uh-huh. it actually did. But he's on. it's not like he's on... Uh, Grocery store, grocery store food. He's on, I think, pretty good food. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure what exactly your veterinarian has done and checked for, but I can tell you the couple of things that in a cat of that age that I'd, I'd really be concerned about. And especially since you mentioned that, you know, Max is on the, the thin side, um, yeah. I'd want to make sure that they evaluated things like his kidneys, his thyroid level. Um, okay. And make sure his liver is good too, because those are all types of conditions that in an older cat can start to cause not only weight loss, but some vomiting signs as well. I'd also make sure that they do address the, the thyroid, because hyperthyroidism is an older cat disease. And it, one of the signs can be vomiting, can also be weight loss, excitability, things like that. But there's also some other things that we'd want to go looking at. And um, I probably also want to get some pictures of his tummy and get some x-rays, making sure we don't see anything that's um, out of position or any kind of organ enlargement. Because there are some things that we might pick up on x-rays as well. Um, okay. Now, if... If all of the tests have come up negative and we've, you know, ruled out things with blood, we've done urine tests, we've done x-rays, maybe even an ultrasound. If all of those things in the diagnostic workup looks completely healthy and, and we're all scratching our heads and going, there's, there's nothing to show in here, there's no, no clues, there are some things that can be chronic GI diseases in cats that um, can be a little bit hard to detect with these normal methods. And those are things of the inflammatory bowel disease nature. Um, so like people get IBS, where you get all, a whole gamut of symptoms from cramping, diarrhea, um, that cats can actually get a similar form of this, where they get an inflammation that affects their parts of their digestive tract. Sometimes it can be just the stomach, sometimes the small intestine, or throughout their whole gut. And that can cause a problem with uh, things such as vomiting, uh, can cause weight loss, it can cause uh bloating, diarrhea, things of those natures. So inflammatory bowel disease is a little bit hard to detect, and in many cases it requires things like biopsies. Inflammatory bowel disease also kind of overlaps with food allergies. And um, the food that you're using right now certainly sounds like a pretty good diet, um, and I yeah. don't blame you for trying that. But one other thing you can investigate and try is to try a hypoallergenic diet and go to something that is um, a little bit geared towards pets with food allergies. And in cats, there's some good ones out there. You can try um, duck and potato-based diets. Um, there's 
venison, uh, green pea diets, things like that, which are kind of novel proteins, something the pet has never seen before. And that may, um, for a pet with a food allergy, it may be accepted a little bit more readily. They may have less reaction and might, you know, have less vomiting as a result and see if that might help them out. Well, I'll, I'll try both. I'll try taking it back to the vet if you don't think that's overdoing it, and then I'll change his food again if that's not a problem. Thanks for okay. your call. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, guys. Bye. I can smell those from here. Don't knock these gluten-free yak cheeses until you tried it. Here, try that. You'll like that. Okay. You're a farm gal. You should like that. You, you, uh, and I, when I say a farm gal, you were a farm gal. You were, you were brought right. up on the farms of what? Chino, California. Chino, California. It used to be dairy capital of the world, Hal. So you had goat mm-hmm. cheese. Did you make the goat cheese? No, I just happened to have it. I I'd go to the store and buy it. You know, <laughs> just like the rest of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's get on out of here. I want to thank so much, Chrissy Amnick. For uh, telling us all about the the pet costumes and Merlin Tuttle, Dr. Merlin Tuttle and the Misunderstood Bat. Did you know our very own Dr. Debbie has four books? They're Kindle books, and if you have a Yorkshire Terrier or a Shih Tzu or a Pug or a Mini Schnauzer, you should check these out. They're the ultimate guardian guides for these breeds. They're over at Kindle, as they are Kindle books. Just look for Dr. Debbie and how to be your dog's best friend. Be sure to check us out at AnimalRadio.com and download the Animal Radio app. It is a free download. And we'll see you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.